The sponsor for the month is Free Grace Press. Free Grace Press is firmly committed to the gospel of Jesus Christ and the biblical truths of his word. The inspiration of scripture, the trinity, the deity of Christ, the doctrines of grace, and the importance of the local church as expressed by the historical reform confessions such as such as the 1689 London Baptist Confession. To this end, Free Grace Press seeks to publish a wide assortment of Christian literature from both historical and contemporary authors who uphold these core commitments. Our heart is to make available books and tracts we believe will be spiritually inspirational, doctrally educational, and practically helpful for the universal church of God. The mission of Free Grace Press is to glorify God by assisting others in obtaining a deeper knowledge and greater enjoyment of the Lord Jesus Christ. Visit our website at freegracepress.com and use the coupon code The Shepherd's Crook for 10% off your next purchase. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 180-something, maybe 190. And I hope you're doing good today. This is going to be a special Thanksgiving episode. I just want to lay out for you several things that I'm thankful for. And I'm doing this in the hopes that you would also turn your attention to the gifts that God has given you, recognize them as a gift from the Lord, and really just have fuel to give God thanks this week. And not just this week. I mean, as you know, friends, pastors, that Thanksgiving is the key to the Christian life. It's the key to sanctification. It's the key for eternity as we're thankful to God for who He is and what He has done. We're going to go ahead and pray, and uh, by the way, sorry that this is out on Wednesday instead of on Monday, but that's just how some weeks go. So we'll go ahead and get into this. I want to give you six things that I'm thankful for, and then hopefully this will, like I said, encourage you. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we just thank you so much for this morning. We have breath in our lungs, and we have another day to live for your glory and honor. And God, we want to go out and do all that you've called us to do. We want to work with our hands. We want to build calluses. We want to work with our hearts. And uh, God, I pray that you would help us to be fully engaged in the work that you've called us to today. And God, I pray that it would be just so much joy. There'd be joy in doing what you've called us to do, even the difficult things. Father, I pray that we would know that you're with us. And I pray that you'd help this uh, this uh, next few minutes as I'm talking about what I'm thankful for. And God, I thank you for your mercy to me. It's just new and fresh every single morning. And I'm very presently aware of that. So I just thank you so much for your grace. We love you and thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Look at my hair this morning, right? I mean, I put the hat on because the hair is crazy, and so you guys got to see my uh, wild hair this morning. If you're watching on Gab anyways, if you're listening in, then you just have to imagine I've got some some crazy... My, Jordan's want me to grow my hair out right now, so I've grown my hair out a little bit. Not long, you know, not going to violate 1 Corinthians chapter 11, but uh, I do have a little bit of a, a matty, like matted hair right now just because it's getting so long. All right, thankfulness is the foundation of the Christian life. Why do we exist? Why did God create us? You know, we work through the catechism questions with our children. Who made you? God. What else did God make? Everything. Why did God make you and all things? For His glory. We exist for the glory of God. And how do we glorify God? The words glorify, glorify, or, or praising God, and thankfulness go together. That's how we live the Christian life. We live the, the Christian life being thankful for all that God has done for us and who He is. And so I just want to give you a few things this morning that will hopefully 
get your mind thinking and your gears going as you're moving into the holiday tomorrow. And I love Thanksgiving time. So as you're moving into that and thinking about going to family and you may be nervous about some things going on with the family right now. I mean, things have been a little bit intense over the last, you know, for, for a while now. And so you may be a little nervous about the conversations that may or may not pop up as your uncle just says crazy things or your dad or your mom says crazy things and you don't know how it's going to be when everybody's, you know, eating the food and passing the mashed potatoes and and then all of a sudden somebody drops, uh, you know, a positive comment about Joe Biden or something. And then you're thinking, oh man, it's going to go down. Um, so I just want you to get in the thankfulness, you know, mentality and stay there. I mean, this isn't something that we should be gearing up for one time a year. This is something that is for the Christian life at all times, every single day, giving God thanks and living for his glory. So number one, I am thankful for God's grace. I mean, goodness, God has been gracious to us, hasn't he? He's new. It's, it's new every single morning. And when I think about God's grace and reflect on my life with him, I've been walking with the Lord now for about 32 years. And God has been just so gracious and kind to me. He put me in a Christian family. And then one of my first memories as a little boy is kneeling down at 606 Carbon Street in Marion, Illinois, and praying and asking the Lord to save me. And God, he did. God saved me from a from the little, little age. I didn't understand a whole lot, but it's not about what I understood or what I, I can't understand. It was about God granting faith, giving me a new heart. And then by the grace of God, that little boy expressed that faith. And and uh, God has just been so merciful to me every, ever since then. And uh, it's just been, it's been a real adventure following the Lord. And what the Lord has had for us has been so much better than what I had planned for myself. And I think back now as I'm growing up and hadn't a clue what I wanted to do in life. And then when God called me into ministry, I just wanted to be like a, a conference speaker. I wanted to be a big name. That's what a lot of people want when they first get into ministry. They want recognition and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, God has help me to be in a place. And I've wanted, it's like God changed my heart and wanted to be in a place for a long period of time. And now God has put us in a place and we think we're going to be here hopefully the rest of our lives. And we're building a home hill here, building a household, and hopefully building just a generational impact through what's going on with our children and what's going on with our marriage. And so I'm just so thankful for God's mercy on me. And I don't want to ever forget that. When we think about this holiday, don't miss, as you're thinking about all the things that God has blessed you with, don't miss that central thing that you were a sinner and God saved you. I mean, go back to Ephesians 2. Read that this week. Read this to your families. Or just thinking about this this week. This, this passage is so impactful for me, and I'm sure that this is a passage and a scripture that was impactful for you, pastors. One of the ones that you just go to and go, go back to and want to keep preaching and want to go back to and just preach again. But here's what it says from Ephesians 2, 1, 1 through 10. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of the world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Hard stop. That's who you used to be. I mean, that's pretty dire, isn't it? It's, pretty, it's a pretty bad spot to be in. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. We were at the bottom of the ocean, chained to it. We were, every part of us, trapped, enslaved, chained down, and we did this willingly. We were following the prince of the power of the air, living out the passions of our flesh. Whatever went on in our mind, we wanted to carry that out. And by our very nature, we were children of wrath like the rest of mankind. That's who we were. That's what we brought to the table. 
And we did not wiggle ourselves out of that. Pastor, don't forget the grace of God, the saving, the electing grace of God, the saving grace of God, the fact that God chose you before the foundation of the world and you did not just wiggle yourself. It was unconditional. You were in this like mess of humanity, of mankind, and you didn't separate yourself or distinguish yourself from that group of people. God was merciful to you. Here's what it says. But God being rich in mercy because of the great love in which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It's the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Oh my goodness. Isn't that incredible? It never gets old. It really doesn't. I mean, Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, if you can just read that and think, ah, that's old hat. You know, that was something that was impactful to me five years ago or 10 years ago, but not right now in this moment. Then pray, ask the the Holy Spirit to help you. Pray the same prayer that Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter 3 for the church at Ephesus. And he prayed, For this reason I bow my knee before the Father, from whom every heaven and earth, family and heaven and earth is named, according to the riches of his glory, that he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that being <clears throat> so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, and the height, and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And let's just say, even at that, you're thinking, yeah, but man, I am like spiritually depleted right now, and I've just really struggled with joy. You know, one of the things that we've been doing at The Shepherd's Crook, and one of the things I wanted to encourage you with, is <clears throat> we've turned into a pastor courage ministry. And I've seen too many sad pastors. I know that some people deal with things like depression. I understand that. But I don't want it to be self-imposed. And there's a lot of pastoral ministry. You guys know this from culture, from from, uh, conferences to theological training that we receive that puts in a man, puts in a pastor, a victim mentality. You're going to be lonely. You're going to be sad. You're going to be the only one in your group that knows what it feels like to be you. And, oh, poor you, you need Pastor Appreciation Month and all this kind of stuff. And I just want to look at you and say, be happy, for goodness sake. Look at the grace of God. God's been merciful to you. It's almost like, you know, let me shake you a bit. Wait, shake you back into reality. Everybody's life is hard. Everybody's life is difficult. So, have joy. Find joy. Look at the grace of God. Look there again. And you think, man, I keep looking. I keep looking and nothing's happening. Okay, then pray this prayer. At the end of that prayer, here's what Paul said. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. God can restore to you the joy of your salvation. You can recover your first love. And do this all by the grace of God and be thankful for all that God has done for you. Just start thanking him. God, thank you for your mercy to me. I haven't deserved it. God, there's so many failures that I can just point to in this last year, so many things that I can hang my head low for. But who is the lifter of our head, the psalmist said? God is the lifter of our head. He lifts our head. Hey, come to me, boy. You're my son. And because of what Christ has done, we have a seat at the table. It's just amazing news. So I am, number one, thankful for God's grace to me, that I get the great joy. Oh my gosh, I'm a Christian. Are you kidding me? I get to be a Christian? (laughs) I belong to the Lord? This is amazing. This is the best news. Are you? It's just, oh my gosh, God is my father. 
Jesus is my faithful big brother. They have given me and empowered me with the Holy Spirit. What better news is there? What, what is there to not be thankful for? All right, number two, I get to be a husband to Jordan. I love my wife, and I'm so thankful. We've been married now 11 years. Marriage can be a blessing and a curse. It, it can be a curse if it's a woman that's a dripping faucet, if it's a woman that does not fear the Lord, if it's a woman that is not a daughter of Sarah and fears everything that's frightening, if it's a woman that is not united with the mission, if it's a woman that doesn't, wants her own mission, and if it's a woman that is, you know, has this feminist mentality that wants to run and do things her way, if it's that kind of woman, man, marriage can be a curse, and it's just an awful thing. We see bad marriages all through the Bible, and we see examples of this all in our world today. But if you get a good woman, and if God sends you that woman, a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And if you find a wife, and if God gives you a woman that's just a good and godly woman, a daughter of Sarah, a woman that wants to honor the Lord, cares about what God has to say, and it loves you and loves your kids, oh my gosh, Life is amazing, and I'm thankful that I get to be married <clears throat> to Jordan. I remember when I first met Jordan, she started visiting a church that I was pastoring, and I was very young, and the services were on Sunday nights, and I was preaching the role of men and women in the home of church, a home and church. It was a four-week series, <clears throat> and I was preaching through this, and I remember I had just started to get to know Jordan. And when I was preaching through Proverbs 31, I was thinking, My, man, this girl's got a lot of these characteristics from the Proverbs 31 woman. And you know, there's a lot of women that, you know, Proverbs 31 is this lingering thing where it's like a, an inspiring challenge. God, make me into that kind of woman lady that I hear from ladies. But it's also this thing that can be condemning because it's like, gosh, there's so I have so much, you know, work to do. And and isn't that the nature of of the law of God? We, we run back to Jesus and then we remember that he fulfilled the law in our place. And then we're motivated in thankfulness to go out and say, okay, God, I want to be who you've called me to be. And so I was preaching through Proverbs 31 and thinking, man, Jordan's like this woman, and I am so thankful that I got to be married to her. And so I'm thankful for marriage. I'm thankful that I get to be a husband, that God has called me to this great, noble work. And this is an amazing thing. You get to shape, if you have children, if God's blessed you with children, you get to shape in their minds what it means to do big things for God. And one of the things it, me it means to do big things for God is God's going to call you, most likely, and your son's going to call you to be a husband to a woman. And you're going to love that woman and give yourself to that woman and, and lead that woman and serve that woman and fight for that woman and take care of that woman. And you're going to do that for the rest of your life. And you're going to have a whole lot of fun in the process. And so I'm thankful for marriage. Number three, I'm thankful for my children. Kids are an incredible thing. I absolutely love being a dad. I love other people's kids too. Not the same way as I love my own kids, but I used to say things like, I don't really like kids that much and I like my kids, but don't like other people's kids. I just, kids are awesome. I love kids. And we, we need to bring that back to where that's not like a total weird thing when people say, you know, I, I love kids. But with my children, I absolutely adore my kids. They're so much fun. They're so cute. They love me. They love each other. I have two boys and a girl, Ransom. Providence, <clears throat> Ransom, Valor, and Providence. And Ransom and Valor are just brothers. Uh, I mean, we're working on some behavioral things right now, like everybody is. We're raising them in the discipline, the instruction, that paideia of the Lord. I want them to catch the culture, which is the kingdom of God. I want them in, to fall in love with God, with his people, and with his kingdom, with the way things work in the kingdom of God. And they're picking that up, how we live, how we exist. They're like looking to me and looking to Jordan and, and catching this. This is how the Christian life works. It's, it's how it functions. And it's a whole lot of joy. It's a whole lot of laughter. It's a whole lot of hard work, but it's a whole lot of fun. <clears throat> and 
to be able to raise them is just, I mean, gosh, parents, you know what I'm talking about. Don't forget, for goodness sake, don't forget what a blessing it is to be a parent. Not everybody gets to be a parent. We have people for providential reasons in our church that don't get the blessing of being a parent, and I don't understand that. I really don't fully grasp why that is right now. However, God has been gracious to us to give us children, and if he gives us more, we're going to cherish it, and we're going to want more. Don't ever speak disparagingly about your children, especially in front of them. Your children are a blessing. They are arrows in the hand of a warrior. You're the warrior. Your kids are the arrows, and they're being shot out into the world, and I don't know if the world is going to be able to handle my kids. I don't know if the world is going to be able to handle the kids of Christ Church Carbondale. I hope they don't. They should be shaking in their boots because we have absolute warriors being built up right now that's going to go and take this world for the glory of God. And they're going to do it one family at a time. We're going to do it one family at a time. Building a household that's going to build a household that's going to build a household that's going to build a household. And we, by the grace of God, are going to be a part of taking over the entire globe for the glory of God. That's our mission. And so right now that starts with our household. And I just love being a dad. It's so much fun. Number four, I love our church family. You know, when Paul is writing the letters to the churches, he is always talking about how thankful he is to the churches. And when I see pastors lament their congregations, no matter how immature your congregations are, it makes me grieve. Don't lament your congregations. Yes, there are healthy situations and unhealthy situations, and there are Christians or even people with a title Christian that can drive you absolutely insane. I get that. I've been a part of churches before where there's such rampant unhealth that it's like poison within the church. It's just awful. It's just horrible. People treating people terribly. Okay, I get that. However, God has called you to this good work. He has called you to be a shepherd, and like Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, he's not called you to be an accuser of the brethren. We have that already. His name is Satan, and we don't want to do his bidding. We don't want to do his work. We want to love God's people, shepherd them well, fight off wolves. We want to do what God has called us to do. Specifically, in this Thanksgiving season, I am thankful for Christ Church Carbondale. I have never been a part of such a healthy, loving, awesome community of people, of families and children, and what God is doing in our church is just an incredible thing. We have one family, that's it, that has their that has their children in public schools and they're moving on getting them out. And I don't say that to say that, well, everybody, if, if, if nobody was in public schools, then uh, we were doing a great job. But what I, what I see is a culture developing of parents saying, you know what, we're going to take our family for God's glory and we're going to love each other and we're going to educate our kids. We're going to train them up the way God would have us train them up. And it's just such a joy. We don't have one person that's been a thorn in my side. Not one. Our elders are, are amazing. They're my friends. My best friends are at the church. I love I love our church. I can preach through Titus chapter 2. I can preach God's word and, and just unapologetically say what God has to say. And our people are like clapping and yes, excited about what God's doing. We're singing loudly. It's just so much fun. I love the community that God is building. I love our church family. Number five, I love my friends. I'm so thankful for Ryan Deaton. I am so thankful for Brandon McNeely. I'm so thankful for Andy Claude. I'm so thankful for so many men in my life that God has used. Tyler, I'm just all the guys and, and everybody else, guys, sorry if I've left you out, but I'm so thankful for the men that God has put in my life that have been just so helpful. I mean, I voxer them every day. I text them every day. I've got a, cr- a, a crew. It's like I, I haven't had since I was a kid and uh, or when I was in college and uh, it's it's uh, friendships a difficult thing the older you get and God has just been so unbelievably kind to me to give me all these blessings and then give me great friends I mean it's just an awesome thing 
And then uh, finally, and this might seem funny, but I've been given a gift by the Lord the last few years. It's been brought so much joy to me, and I don't really know why it's brought so much joy. I really don't. But I've been wondering where it's been my whole life because I love it so much. And the thought of continuing this with my children and, and by God's grace, my grandchildren, is just so much fun. But God has given me the gift of hunting. And I don't know why it brings so much joy to me. But I absolutely love it. It's just a, it's a blast. And I can't explain it. I wish I could. But there's just something about it that it's connection to who God has built me to be as a man or something. or But it just... It's so much fun. I absolutely love it. On down the list are other things that I'm thankful for. The ability that God has given me in my body to be able to, to run and do things physical that I need to do. God has given me a working and functioning body. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the blessings like a home, like a home that he's given us. Uh, just everything that he's, it's just, guys, there's just so much to thank the Lord for, isn't there? And so take these you know, make them your own, make your own list and think through, God, what am I thankful for? And then don't forget that we exist to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And the way we do that is the long road of lifetime thankfulness for who God is and what he has done for us. Guys, I hope you have a great rest of your week. And by the way, we have an interview with John Harris that's going to be dropping tomorrow. And so as you're driving where you're, where you're driving, you'll be able to listen to that. And I'm so thank thankful for the work that he's done. But anyways, hope you have a great rest of your week and uh, a great time at Thanksgiving.